Hello, and welcome to another episode of Accessible Airways. This program is dedicated to the education and exploration of disabled life. Giving voice to the life and experience of people with disabilities. We cover a wide array of issues and disabilities. We are people who discuss issues we are passionate about. And topics we are interested in. We show how disability is in, in the, the mind, mind of the beholder. I'm Adam, your host for this episode. Today, John is interviewing David Cron. He is the Executive Director of the Cerebral Palsy Association of Manitoba. John talks with him over Zoom about the association and how they support people with disabilities. Hello, David, and welcome to the show. How are you today? I am well. Thanks for having me, John. Welcome. We have some questions to ask. So let's get on with it, shall we? All right. Can you tell us a bit about the history of the Cerebral Palsy Association of Manitoba? Sure. Uh, so just as context, my name is David Crone, and I'm the executive director of the Cerebral Palsy Association of Manitoba. And the association was started in the late 50s as a parents group, part of uh, SMD, Society of Manitobans with Disabilities. Um, so it was just a bunch of parents that got together that were looking for a better outcome for their kids way back in the day. In 1974, mm -hmm. the association became, uh, was, was its own, made its own corporation and got its charity license. And so that's when we we actually started business under the under the CP uh, association. So we've we've continued since then. Um, for the last thirty four years, our major fundraiser has been a stationary bike race. So where we get either seven or fourteen riders all riding uh, for twenty five minutes each, and we do that in Winnipeg, and we also do a smaller version of that in Brandon another city in Winnipeg. So that brings us uh, the majority of our money. Um, and we've, we're a pretty small organization. We have two and a half staff and, and that's most of the time it's just been one person, myself or my predecessor, Laura, who was in the job for 28 years. Um, I've been in the executive director since 2012. Huh. We've been the director for about 11 years, okay? Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, how did the association come to be and who are the founders? So it, like I said, it, it's a bunch of family parents that got together and and saw the like, the need to, to pull together resources and fundraise and spread uh, awareness about cerebral palsy in Manitoba. We raise money to uh, give out for equipment grants because it's very expensive to do that. Um, and it, it really it was a grassroots uh, family driven uh, model. And I would say we approximately 350 active members on our uh, membership list. And the vast majority are, are still those families that started us way back in the day. 
How did you get how, how did you personally get involved with the Cerebral Palsy Association of Manitoba, David? Sure. So my history goes back a little longer than the 11 years since I've been executive director. Back in 1991, I graduated uh, university. And when I was looking for a job, my job coach said, you need to get some volunteer experience. So in 1992, I joined the board of the CP Association as just a director. Um, in 2000, I was the president from 2000 and 2001. And then uh, I took a sabbatical from the board for a couple of years. And then back in 20, 2012, I, I applied for the executive position and got it. So that's kind of my history. I've, I've been around for quite a while and been volunteering at our bike races since 91. Yeah, that's interesting. Being there for that many years. We know that the Cerebral Palsy Association places great importance on advocacy through fundraising and bringing awareness to the experiences people with disabilities can face. Can you share some of the fundraising and campaigns that the association is most proud to be a part of? Sure. Um, so one of the things that really got us on the map uh, was our cerebral palsy bike race, our big one in Winnipeg. Uh, last year, we raised a little over $230,000 at it. Uh, yeah, we've been doing this for quite a while. The branded bike race raised about $42,000. Um, and like I said, that's what keeps us in business going. Uh, before that, we did carnations. We sold carnations. We had car washes, you name it, we did it as far as fundraising. Uh, we also spent time uh, writing grants. Uh, we've hired the first uh, employee, uh, our first executive director, and our first program and membership director from a grant from the Winnipeg Foundation way back in 1989. So that's really what kind of gave us, give us, gave us the seed money to, uh, to get established and and to build a presence in Manitoba. Um, advocacy is turning out to be more and more what I do as and what the association does. We spend a lot of time advocating to government, to agencies, to anybody who will listen, the need that, that our members with cerebral palsy have and or anybody with a disability has um, all of us are stronger than one of us, so we need to lift all boats, as they say, with a rising tide. So that is uh, something that, that we're doing ongoing, and uh, I, we do it very well. Yeah. yeah. You just raced a lot for the bike races. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, we don't get any government money, uh, and I, we don't ask for it. Uh, but we have to raise money in order to stay independent and strong. So, uh, you know, it, it's all those donors and volunteers over the 34 years that the bike race has been going on that allows the CP Association to remain as strong as it has been. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
how did Locked Out of Life come together? The Locked Out of Life uh, campaign was a grassroots movement. Um, it was started by, so in 2015, uh, Joelle, a lawyer from the Public Interest Law Center, called me up and explained to me that she was undertaking a human rights complaint against the government of Manitoba on behalf of two of our members, Amelia and Tyson. Now, when in Manitoba, I don't know about other provinces, when you hit 18 or 21, depending on whether you have an intellectual disability or not, all your services kind of vanish or disappear, or it's very hard to find them. So this, the crux of the Locked Out of Life campaign was to support the human rights complaint. So the whole idea was these two young adults uh, were locked out of their opportunities that they they needed to have going forward. As kids, they had a whole suite of different, uh, sorry, a whole suite of services available to available to them. Uh, e, uh, PT, OT, speech. They had EAs to assist them in their daily living. They had respite, home care, all these different things. And when that when they hit eighteen, they graduated out of the children's disability services, and uh, there was no real program for adults. So the Locked Out of Life showed and and was very successful in showing the gaps in service that adults face in Manitoba with disabilities. Oh, looks like a true grassroots movement. Yeah, it truly was. So we we initiated a, an ad agency actually to come up with the campaign. Uphouse was the name of it. And they came up with the concept and uh, they said, you know, Tyson and Amelia were locked out of their life. And we literally put put Tyson in jail and told his story on all the things he couldn't do because he didn't have the supports in the community to do them. So uh, it it went very viral as uh, social media and it really moved the human rights case along the way. Um, you have to have the legal case to do it, but you also need to have the public support behind it also. Oh, yeah. So do you have the public support? Yeah, it it's you you gotta show up at the hearings, you gotta show up at at all those things saying it isn't just uh Amelia and Tyson's issue, it's a systemic issue for all adults with disabilities in Manitoba that they don't have the services that they had when they were children and they don't have the services uh, so that they can be a, have a full and meaningful life. Mm -hmm. Okay. Disability Matters Boat seems like a very powerful and important campaign. What are some of the priority issues the members worked to advocate for? Okay. So I'm on the steering committee of Disability Matters votes. I'm also on the steering committee for Barrier Free Manitoba. And Barrier Free Manitoba is an initiative to make Manitoba uh, truly accessible. The Accessibility for Manitobans Act was passed in December of 2013. And the steering committee members, we really want the full and meaningful implementation of the act. Uh, 
DM vote uh, really was was our way to activate our activation or activate our call to action for barrier free in the AMA. So it started in 2016. I wasn't part of the steering committee at that point. But in reality, there's there comes down to in Manitoba about 20 to 25 ridings that have a very small range of votes. So if you can advocate and, and make sure that disability matters, uh, disability priorities are part of the political campaigns, you can actually have a vote, vote and a voice across all Manitobans and all political parties. Um, so in, 2020, in 2019, I was one of the spokespeople for DM votes. And at our, just as an example, at our kickoff, we had 1,200 people out at our opening rally to show the politicians that we matter. Um, in Manitoba, there's 175,000 people that identify themselves with a disability. So we're not just a small subset of Manitoba. We're quite a large population uh, group in Manitoba. Uh, so that that is that's why it's important. If we don't speak out on our on our behalf and speak out with our campaign and our priorities, nobody else is going to do it for us. Uh, right now, we've we've got. In 2019, we had five priority issues. Um, having a barrier-free Manitoba and the full imp implementation of the AMA, uh, dignify or fair wages for personal direct support workers that take care of individuals with disabilities. Um, they're part of the most underpaid uh, sector in Manitoba. Uh, a dignified income employment supports, uh, oh, access to a, a services were, were the five priorities. In 2023, DM Votes is um, getting ready for the new election that's supposed to happen in October 3rd, 2023. And right now we're looking and we're consulting with the community to find out what the new five priorities should be for DM Votes. So we're really we really are a grassroots campaign that really needs to get going and force, speak up and be the voice of all Manitobans with disabilities when it comes to provincial elections. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's did that answer your question? I think it oh, did. Yes. Okay, good, good. To add to the list of important work the CPA is a part of, the integrated Adult Services Pilot Project is in the works now. We would love it if you could talk a bit about this project and some of the areas they are creating change in. Sure. So the IAS Integrated Adult Services Pilot Project is a direct result of the human rights complaint that Avilion and Tyson did. And also out of the... Uh, locked out of life campaign. So the government and uh, the, the the lawyers came up with this solution. Um, so Amelia and Tyson as part of the complaints and myself as one of the members of, as representing the community, uh, they came up with this pilot project. 
And the whole idea behind it is to change the way government document and change the the document the gaps that are, exist in the adult services so that we have a document after the 30 month project to show government where the gaps are in services for adults, but also to change the mindset of government, to change it from trying to fit the person with a disability into the government square box and trying to get the government to do a person-centered planning and person-centered uh, supports and services within Manitoba. So this pilot project is to see if that is doable and whether it's it's uh, it could work within existing government uh, departments and uh, services. So it it's just getting underway now. We have our 30 participants. We have hired the person that's going to evaluate and write the report. We've hired the uh, research, the St. Amant Research Center to do uh, research for the steering committee. And I am the, the, the chair of the steering committee for the IAS pilot project. So, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a bit of a slog. It's research, uh, but we're going to have evidence, uh, reviewed evidence-based research to prove that there are serious gaps in services when it comes to adults in Manitoba. Interesting. We heard you will be having the 34th annual Winnipeg bike race this year. Can you tell us more about this event and how people can get involved? Sure. So uh, like I said in our history, this is our main major fundraiser for the year. Um, we It is on, well, I'll, I'll start, we have two actually. In Brandon, it's our, our 30th anniversary for the Brandon uh, uh, bike race. And it's on April 22nd at the Keystone Center. And you can go to our website, uh, cerebralpalsy.mb.ca. Uh, uh, just go to CP Association of Manitoba. Uh, click on the bike race. There's a link for Winnipeg. There's a link for Westman. In Winnipeg, right now we have 34 teams and we're getting ready to go. It's held on May 13th at Shaw Park, the home of the Gold Eyes, our local baseball team. Um, after the pandemic, we moved it from, from March to May, and we moved it from indoors to an outdoor event. So it is covered. It's under the concourse of the ballpark. Um, and uh, it's a wonderful event. Uh, hopefully, last year we did, a, like I said, over $200,000 closer to $220,000. And I'm hoping this year we we blow that out of the uh, water because uh, we're trying to recover from the pandemic and, uh, you know, we want to grow our services. Um, so you have uh, either riders of 14 or seven, uh, teams of 14 or seven. You can sign up to be a spare tire, as we call it. So if you don't want to organize a team, you can... Uh, just write, sign up as a rider and we'll stick you on a team. There's always people that are are missing one or two riders at the day of. Um, we're also still looking for sponsorship. Canada Life has been our longtime sponsor since we beginning. We began. 
And we have a whole uh, suite of sponsors, both in Winnipeg and and in Brandon, that support us and that help pay the bills for the association and for the bike race. Um, It's a real fun time. Um, And in 2024, the, the CP Association is turning 50. So we plan to have big celebrations then. And we also plan to, uh, our bike race in Winnipeg is turning 35. So we plan to have all, all sorts of different uh, fun events for that also. Yeah. So Canada Life has been the sponsor for... Uh... Since the beginning. Yep. For 34 years, they've been our presenting sponsor, our headline sponsor. <laughs> so, um, And we've had other sponsors that have been along uh, for most of the time too like I won't get into everyone because I'll forget what and then I'll feel bad but they're all they're all very important to us uh, the ones that have come the ones that have gone we couldn't have done it without them and all of us make make our uh, our association stronger <laughs> yeah your website mentions that you provide various scholarships and grants that support accessibility. Can you share more about that with us? How can a person apply for these grants? Okay. So if you go to our website, if you go on to programs, you click on uh, scholarships, you have to call the office and I'll send you out the scholarship form. That we only take it twice a year. That's October 15th and May 15th. Uh, those are our two deadlines for scholarships. We give up to $2,000 for post-secondary education to help support uh, our members go to school. Uh, you can apply every year. We've got some members that have, are getting their PhDs and masters, and we've start, we've helped them out since they they went for their their uh, their bachelor's of arts. So we're here for the long term. Uh, we. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we we uh, we give it we give them scholarships to help pay for tuition and books. Um, it's as easy as filling out. I think it's like an eight-page thing, and it basically says, "Who are you? How are you? What are you doing? Why are you doing it? Where are you doing it?" I mean, we don't try to. I got to read all these things, so I try to keep it uh, as short as possible. As far as equipment grants, that's one of the major things that we do. Um, in 2019, our grants budget was over a hundred thousand dollars. It has scaled back now more to like around seventy thousand dollars, just because our fundraising is lower than it was. Um, but we we give out equipment grants that we like to pay for the things that we know government's never going to pay for, whether that be a, a custom made three wheel bike or whether it be a iPad to play games or communicate on or anything that that the member needs to uh, make their life just a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I joined the board, I told them, uh, or when I joined the, this position, I told the board, I want to change people's lives by 10%. Um, I thought that was a good goal in order to help them uh, get into the community and have really good outcomes and really good successes so we try to do those little things that mean everything and uh you just go to our website and uh you can download the application and just send it in as a 
as a, a letter. Uh, we Our year goes from September 1 to May 31st, as far as grants go. Uh, we do kind of look at it at a case-by-case basis, and we also look at how much money is left in our budget, too. So that that's something what we try to uh, to make it uh, really good for all all of our members. That's great to hear. How can people become members of the Cerebral Policy Association of Manitoba? Uh, they just need to go to our website. There's a membership piece there. Um, if they don't want to do it via the internet, they could just call the office and I could send them out a membership form. It's only $10. And if that's a barrier, uh, then I could uh, certainly, uh, you know, waive that. I don't want the $10 to be a barrier for, for being a member. And, uh, you know, all of us, even when I do advocacy, when I, when I talk to government, the more people I get as members, the bigger the voice I have. So, even if you never want any services from the CP Association, I do encourage you to uh, join our mailing list and our membership list just so that you can be part of the voice of individuals with cerebral palsy. Okay. So is there anything else you'd like to add today or we missed in this interview? Sure. Well, there's a few things. The other initiative that, that, the CP Association is undertaking is a housing initiative called Cohabit. And you can go to cohabit.ca and it's still in the planning and the dreaming phase. We haven't got shovels in the ground or uh, huge commitments from government, but housing in Manitoba and Winnipeg is a real problem. So finding accessible, affordable housing, it just, the, the stock, in Winnipeg is some of the oldest housing stock in, in all of Canada. So we're working to build 100 units, uh, but 120 members. And it, and it's going to be more pan disability than, than just CP. But we want to fill all these units and we want the, the individuals to be a villager. And we mm -hmm. want to have services to go with it. And we need to, to work with government to pool those services so that people can have care in their space that they needed when they need it. Um, and they can live together so that you have a community. So we're gonna we're gonna try and make it the best, funkiest place to live. Uh, we're gonna try and put in a bar and a, we're gonna have a chef so everybody gets together with for a meal together if they want. So they're not, you know, sitting independently quietly in their room or if they want a quiet evening in their room they can take their food and uh, back to them we're going to have uh different diff all different types of services in cohabit so that's another big initiative that we're doing um we're also um i'm on a bunch of different uh committees just working on inclusion in education uh working on uh, the Children's Coalition, I'm the chair of working on better children's services and fighting to make sure that the funding is there so that when your child needs it, uh, or if you're an adult, uh, it's there in a timely manner. Uh, there's nothing worse than having a two-year wait for services that you need right now. 
I think I think uh, I think that's about it. We we definitely punch above our weight, um, and mm-hmm. uh, I want to thank uh, the Cohabit team, Margie and Shelley, and Susanna, my marketing uh, and communications manager, and Taryn, my uh, social media uh, star. So it's all of us are stronger than one of us. And we, we try to do the best we can to uh, help anybody with disabilities, but more so folks with uh, cerebral palsy in Manitoba. Well, yes, that's all for the interview. Okay. All right. Thank, thank you, David Cron, for being a part of the show today. Well, thank you. Thank you, John. And thank you to everybody at uh, the Resource Center in Calgary. That was John talking to David Cron, the Executive Director of the Cerebral Palsy Association of Manitoba. They talked about how the association supports people with disabilities. You have been listening to Accessible Airways on Jesus W90.9 FM. If you missed any of our episodes, you can go to CJSW.com or any podcast apps.